from Alaska Teen Media Institute. I'm AMI producer Ella Mayo Kiley. This is Zoom Room, a youth produced podcast where we zoom into a different theme or topic through interviews and conversations relevant to us, the youth of Alaska. For this episode, we're hearing from Dan Redfield, an Alaska based filmmaker and documentarian. He's been making films in Alaska for years on all sorts of different projects, from commercials to documentaries to narrative works. At Me producer Rowan Pickard spoke with Redfield about his work as a filmmaker, advice for youth who want to get into making movies, and Adventures for Ava, his series about families with kids who have special needs, inspired by his own daughter. What inspired you to get into film? Uh, at first, the thing that inspired me to get into film was just the the idea of making something out of nothing and having something to show for it. Uh, the first film I ever made was a tribute video to a couple of my best friends who had passed away. Um, and just seeing the impact that it had on our friends and just having something to remember them by was important. I Yeah, I, I've done a few of those myself. And it's definitely like just having something that you can create where other people will enjoy it. That's kind of my philosophy on it. It's cool to share that same perspective. Mm-hmm. What work do you really think led you to where you are now? Like what work from going from independent filmmaker, doing your own projects to like building up that portfolio mm-hmm. and getting clients and doing all that, like what, what work do you really think led you to where you are now? Uh, well, when I first started as a filmmaker, I was doing a lot of motion graphics. Um, I kind of found a niche up here uh, doing animation and motion graphics. And from there, I, uh, I got really heavy into that and excelled. And I'm kind of one of those guys that I like to uh, variety, you know, get into different things and um, being stuck in, you know, inside and behind the computer and doing motion graphics and animation. It's fun for a little bit, but um, I just like doing other things. So um, that kind of launched me into wanting to try other things, getting behind the camera, directing, producing, just kind of getting a a taste of all the different aspects of the filmmaking process. And um, right now there's really not a single aspect that I love the most. I love just being able to do kind of all of it. I recently just started working as a uh, PA because I've been video editing essentially for my entire youth, but PA work was pretty brutal starting off in that. Yeah. Doing different jobs, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a good experience. It is. It is. It, it, it teaches you like where you want to be and how you want to do things going forward. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's really important for everybody to just get out and experience all of it before they really decide. Yeah. What they, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the most important step in filmmaking? Uh, the most important step. Well, early in my career, I would have said uh, post-production. Um, but as I've, uh, progressed or I'd like to think that I've been progressing, um, (laughs) the most important step is obviously the pre-production and getting the blueprint and the foundation built and laid out before you, before you start saves you so much time, especially, um, I've been filmmaking for over a decade and the pre-production process just takes a lot of that gray area out and starts to make things black and white. 
and I like black and white and I like uh, efficiencies and pre-production helps to facilitate, you know, a good, effective, fast workflow because you don't survive in this industry by making one or two good films and that being it. It's, you know, being able to prove yourself over a long period of time. And the only way you can do that is to have, you know, consistency and processes set in place that just help support that consistency and that end product. So after getting all that groundwork and foundation laid out, what continues to motivate you during the process of making a film? Uh, each step that you go into, you get new, um, you get a second and a third wind. Once you go into production, getting a camera in your hand, setting up lights, setting up the talent, um, that, that gets exciting. That puts wind in your sails. And then once you capture it all and then download it onto your computer and then you see it without, you know, guides and histograms and all the heads up display stuff that you have on your, on your uh, monitor and you just get to see the final image that gets you excited and that motivates you because um, you're getting to see all the fruits of your labor. And then obviously on distribution and you finally get to, you're done with it, you're sending it out into the world and then, you know, hopefully you're getting feedback hopefully good feedback. Um, so those words of affirmation and just the positivity and, and those types of things motivate you again. So in each step and each stage, there's a kind of a rush of momentum, um, pre-production post pre and uh, production, you know, they all have their own individual stages of, of motivation. As a filmmaker, what steps do you take to prepare yourself for a new film specifically the films that we create for adventure for ava are kind of documentary in fashion um so a lot of the preparation and the creative um brief that goes into something like that is to learn about the families ask you know all the questions that you can figure out you know their struggles their motivations their objectives uh, their situations, their goals, uh, those high-level things, and asking those questions kind of will naturally just lift out certain story elements that you'll want to um, maybe latch on to. And the films for Adventure for Ava are typically about 10 minutes, so we're not telling a life story. We're focusing on a on a key aspect, whether it's a family overcoming a struggle or um, lessons that they've learned something like that so it's kind of taking what's the most what's the one most interesting aspect of this family and their story and as you start to construct that story um just keeping in mind that whatever sound bites and whatever um story elements you're going to put into the film that it supports that same central thesis what areas of filmmaking do you feel like you could improve upon the most the areas of filmmaking I think I could probably still improve on is just how to tell a better story. I think the technical side of things with the lighting and the interview um, setups, you know, they're pretty, they're okay. They're, they're about probably as good as they need to be for right now. But I think um, just how to tell a more compelling story, I think is probably one of the areas that I can continue to work on. Um, you know, there's a million ways to tell 
a single story. So how do you separate what you're making from the rest of the pack? Is it, you know, through creative ideas? Is it through just going back to the basics and just telling a, a foundationally like strong narrative that builds relatable characters um, and gets your audience emotionally attached to the story and, and gets them to follow through and watch the entire thing. So I think story is is still the thing that I'll be chasing probably for the rest of my career. <laughs> Just how to tell the best possible story consistent with the truth. I think story is a good one just because you can you can change that essentially in all aspects of film during pre-production and post. It's just, you know, post is kind of the culmination of everything at the end where you can really edit it how you want, but at the same time it's all of the all all of them are important to making the story. And I think that just from my point of view is how I've done it and how I've looked at it for a long time. And it's really like you can make anything you want. There's no restriction to a story because you can add or remove anything you want mm -hmm. during or after or before. So uh, what would your first piece of advice to a new young filmmaker be? My advice to an aspiring filmmaker, um, just make stuff make stuff and get it critiqued show it to people show it to people that can offer you honest and valuable feedback um i think knowing who to show it to and who to listen to is very important you know you can show it to your grandma and she'll give you feedback but it might not be constructive and it might not be what you're looking for as far as like a technical aspect but you may be able to offer feedback such as like, oh, I didn't really like the character or something. So uh, it's showing, showing your stuff to people uh, and knowing what to take as far as feedback, as far as feedback goes. And also just not be afraid to just listen to their feedback. Don't fight them. Don't argue them. Don't, you know, offer your answers or point of view just ask them for their feedback and just listen and ask them questions. You know, if you're talking, then you're not getting any information from them. So, and there's no point in defending yourself, whatever you wanted to say, you should have said it in the film. And if they didn't get it and they have questions, well, then you didn't probably do the best job of conveying it. So yeah, just make stuff, show it to people, get it critiqued, listen to that critique, have thick skin. Don't take anything personally. Um, and try out all the different roles in the filmmaking process. Everybody may want to be a director, but there's a lot of other shoes that need to be filled. And there's a lot of people that make good livings just running a camera or just being a producer or just being a gaffer. So find, try those different aspects out and see what works for you. Well, that wraps it up for the general questions. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, the winter project and see if you could describe uh, what all that's about. Um, yeah, so The Winter Project was a snow machine film that I helped produce with Hypercolor Films, and uh, I think it's going on seven years now. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a snow machine film. Uh, it was released out on iTunes, and we had a couple of premieres at the Beartooth. 
And it was a snow machine film that basically kind of took a helmet off approach to learn about who these riders are uh, and what motivates them. With that, what was the entire process? Because working with other people, like how 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 easy or hard was it advertising, getting the word out, uh, and then creating like the Kickstarter for that? Uh, what was that process like? And what was the experience to you? Um, yeah, so there was a lot of moving pieces when it came to fundraising and the pre-production side of things. It was kind of, we had built a little bit of an audience through the Snow Machine films that we had made prior to Winter Project. So it was just slowly kind of building an audience and building an audience. And once we had this audience, then that's when we asked to kind of tap into it and and help them spread the word when it came time to to fundraise. So in your in your own eyes, how do you how do you feel that it turned out? Was that where where in your list of of films that you've made personally or at least helped make uh would you put that? Yeah, the film was it was a a great success and it was a well-told story and it was you know, I think it was really good and I think uh, a lot of people were eager and anticipating the sequel or the second one so uh you're also a advocate for special needs with projects such as adventure for ava so what can you tell me about adventure for ava and how it began so adventure for ava began kind of birthed through our own experiences with ava the best memories we've captured with ava have all been outside and as we went through the process of Ava's diagnosis with a terminally, with, with a fatal genetic disease um, and became special needs parents. Just the entire world of being, just the entire world of special needs um, kind of opened our eyes to some of the limitations and some of the struggles that these families have to go through. And uh, a lot of the families aren't able to get outside and, just capture memories together. It's it's one of those things where they, even if they are able to, it's one of those things where you're just, for a lot of families, just so busy maintaining the status quo that it's not really a priority. So sometimes it's just nice to get a little gentle nudge and say, hey, let's go do something fun. Let's break the mold and, and let's capture some memories outside. Can you elaborate further on the show and its purpose? So the number one purpose for Adventure for Ava is to get families out and capture memories for themselves through film and then through photos. So our number one objective is to create something for the families for them to look back on and just cherish. And then um, for mass appeal, you know, we package it in a way that um, has consistent branding and has a bit of a, a series type of feel to it. I think the value from the series comes from just sharing the stories of the families that we spotlight for other families with special needs. It's something that they can relate to something that speaks their language for people outside of the special needs world. I think it couldn't offer perspective just looking at, you know, what other families and, and what a special needs family looks like and what that looks like on a daily basis. So the, the perspective and then 
you know, something that special needs families can relate to. I don't think that there's a whole lot of special needs focused, you know, programming out there. So this is something that just speaks their language. Do you have any like outstanding memories from the show so far? I have so many memories just making, making the series, uh, taking Kai to go to the Iditarod race. You know, he was a super quiet kid, but when we got him on the sled with the dogs and the, the cheering crowd and, you know, just the sights, the sounds, the energy, you know, he, he was ear to ear with a smile and, um, that was really special taking Abby and her sister out on a horse carriage ride, you know, something super simple, but it's something that will last with Ashley, you know, forever. Her sister, Abby, who we spotlighted passed away about six months after we filmed it. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's a special story that, that covers a very special little girl. And um, when Abby was in the hospital, she had a private link to the video that I sent her before I released it out to the public. And I sent her the video and she was the only person with the link. And I checked the link after like a week and it had like a hundred views. <laughs> I was like, she's the only girl that has it. And I was talking with Abby's mom and she said, we were in the hospital for a week and every nurse that took care of Abby, Abby would make them sit down and watch the video. <laughs> she said she felt like a movie star. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty special. But all the families, they all kind of touched me a little bit because in each family, I can find something that relates to our story and with Ava. Um, so there's memories from, from, every, from every family. So with that, what projects do you plan to work on in the future and what's in development currently? I think for the future, it's just maintaining the program and and working on my story, working on, you know, how to how to continue to build and craft the best story consistent with the truth. I also work as a commercial filmmaker too, so there's always projects that come in, and um, you know, I can't foresee those ones, but I'm there to kind of help facilitate them when they do come in the door. But yeah, I think just just trying to up the production quality, the production level of these films, and just continue to to just work on that story and and make each individual story the best it can be so with your documentary uh granted uh can you just give a little bit of information as to what granted is about yeah so granted is a featured documentary that is basically ava's story so ava when she was diagnosed with Tay-Sachs, which is a fatal genetic disease, um, the doctors had told us that we would qualify for Make-A-Wish. So in the beginning of 2020, we were talking with Make-A-Wish and her original wish, we were gonna take her to Maui since Ava's blind, um, exciting her other senses is really, is really important. So getting her on the beach, getting the sun on her face, the wind in her hair, those are all things that are really important to her. But unfortunately, because of COVID, all the travel got stopped. So we couldn't do that. So we were talking with the Make-A-Wish people, well, what's an alternative? And just 
happened to be in passing that Kristen, my fiance, had told Make a Wish the Make a Wish people that we were planning on buying a camper and we were going to go camping, and she thought that was a great idea. So she partnered, Make a Wish partnered with Great Alaskan Holidays, and they were able to get us into a travel trailer for the summer, and we went on ten camping trips. So the film Granted tells a little bit of Ava's backstory, how Kristen and I met, how Ava came into the picture, and then her diagnosis, and then how Make-A-Wish was able to kind of come in, partner up, and help facilitate 10 adventures into some new places for us, and and to be able to get us out of the house, which was just kind of very difficult um, with Ava's diagnosis. So we were able to go places for two or three days and, and camp and just relax and have fun and and just enjoy new places with Ava. So granted is a featured documentary that just tells that whole story of her make a wish adventure. Just from my perspective, it was a I, I watched the whole thing and uh I was very impressed with it. It was very emotional, but at the same time it was very informative. I I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, try not to make it too emotional where, you know, you, you don't want to watch it, um, but but also give those certain moments the weight that it deserves. You you definitely, you got the hooks, like, just right. Okay. To the point where it wasn't, like, painful to watch, but at the same time, it was, you know, it was impactful. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah, so it was it was really, it was really cool seeing it. Yeah, thank you for that. So with that, all my questions are pretty much finished. Uh, so if there's anything else that you want to talk about that I didn't cover. Uh, I guess if we're talking to aspiring filmmakers, um, it's important to find out, you know, what position you want to play on the team of, of a production team. Uh, and it's also important to figure out what kind of films you want to tell um, and what length. <laughs> So I like I said I like bouncing around and doing you know a bunch of different things filming and motion graphics and I just like the variety and uh, when it comes to making a feature film holy moly it's a whole nother beast because you're locked into this thing for you know nine months a year just in editing and and it can be a big drain and and I know for me those 10 minute short docs is really the sweet spot. Like I can get in, I can get my hands dirty and learn about somebody, learn about a family, tell their story, you know, and be pretty well educated on their story, film it, make it, produce it, ship it out and move on to the next one. So just as important as it is finding your role within the production pipeline, um, you know, it's also important to figure out Am I a feature film type of person? If you're looking to go into the post-production world or, or even the production world, or into, is it more short? Is it documentary? Is it more of a journalism approach? Um, comedy, horror, kind of figure out whatever, whatever excites you and whatever uh, through trial and error, just kind of where you fit and where, you, where you're gonna enjoy it. Because for a lot of stuff, you're not gonna get paid for every minute of your time. So it has to be something that you're genuinely excited about so that you will go the extra mile to make sure that the end product is the best it can be. And, you know, like I said, you're probably gonna have to sacrifice some hours. So 
it's easier to sacrifice hours when it's something that you truly genuinely care about. Well, thank you for the time uh, talking with me today. Well, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're a very good inspiration for local Alaskan filmmakers because the stories that you tell are, you know, very grounded in reality, but at the same time tell a story that not a lot of people see. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you. That was Atme producer Rowan Pickard speaking with filmmaker Dan Redfield. You've been listening to Zoom Room, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music is by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose lands we work on. Many thanks to the supporters of our podcast, including Rosie Roberts and Della Cutchins. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our program and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth ages 13 to 24 who is interested in becoming a member of our team, go to alaskateenmedia.org join to find out more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Ella Mayo Kiley. Thanks for listening.